on Buckets of Books talking about books we've recently read. Yeah, so I I had a big life moment recently in that I finished uh, reading The Lord of the Rings for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I know, it's, it's kind of weird that I somehow missed this whole cultural phenomenon because I've never seen any of the movies either. And um, my brother was a fan growing up, so I'm, I'm surprised that I never got sucked in and it took this long. Um, but it, it was really not like how I expected at all. Um, I kind of thought that it would be more like what I imagined the movies to be like, kind of more like cinematic and action driven, but the pace is actually pretty slow. Um, have you read it? <laughs> I have not read it, but I feel like I would expect it to be slow just given like how incredibly long they are and how many books and like how high the fantasy is. Right. Um... Have you seen movies either? It's like I've seen like bits and pieces on like rainy days or like when my brother was watching it. It's like enough to know the premises, but like not enough to like know the characters, you know? I guess it's not that weird that I missed this one. (laughs) Feels like it. But yeah, so much of it is just the journey and walking around and um, just being on on the quest. Um, But there aren't a ton of um, you know, kind of flashy, actiony moments. There are some, but um, a lot of it is them just talking, or they have songs that take up a few pages sometimes. And, wow. Um, it actually reminded me a lot more of like medieval British literature, or even before medieval that I read in college, because um, it's very typical, like hero's quest, and. Um, the way that they are, you know, calling out lineage, like, oh, this gnome, son of this gnome, son of this <laughs> gnome, and, um, like, the songs, the the poetry of that, and the, uh, they have the big, like, hall scene where everybody has to, like, come and drink their meat and, you know, stare at the single female character who's just there to be an object of desire <laughs> and inspiration for the rest of the quest, so... Um, I enjoyed it, but it really wasn't what I thought, and, um, you know, in in some good ways and some bad ways, I suppose. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I have, like, no motivation or really interest, honestly, in reading (laughs) any of them. My brother, like, loves them, and he's, like, been trying to convince me, and I just, like, I don't enjoy reading books that are that long, um, but I, I don't know, maybe the fact that it's not all like the movie is convincing yeah the it is i don't know i don't know if i would recommend it to you or not because i think the thing i found most interesting about it is making these comparisons to like Mm -hmm. beowulf and stuff so if you like that kind of thing i would recommend it but we haven't really talked about that um that's an interest i feel like you could write a cool essay on that though i actually when i was in college i um I took a class about the hero's journey, and we did read The Hobbit, um, and I wrote an essay about, um, no, I wrote an essay about, like, a different Tolkien book, and um, Beowulf and female characters, so I kind of wish I still had a copy of that, but it's, it's the kind of thing that's, it sounds fun to write an essay about, we've talked about that feeling before, where you're interested, and but you're kind of interested in a, in a more analytical way. Um, Mm -hmm. 
feel like that's like an alternate side to this podcast would be us doing the analysis of what we read. That could be a special edition episode. <laughs> Where we write each other essays and do peer review. It's like a pretty boring episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure that you would love it, even though you do like fantasy. Um, I think because it's such an important novel in the genre though um and so many things kind of copy and riff off of it um you know if you're into more like high fantasy and things that come out now it could maybe read a little flat mm-hmm. but you know I, th- I think you just have to like know what time it came out and like why it was such a pioneer in the genre but still like Tolkien is totally riffing off these things from right. you know the 1500s um so it's interesting, um, but I, I sort of had mixed feelings about it, I guess. I'm very impressive that you read it, though. That's an accomplishment. Well, I still have two more books to oh. go, but I think I'll <laughs> wait a long time um, before getting to them. Um, I would say, well, I just finished reading, it's sort of the opposite of that. Not yeah. the opposite, but it's a graphic novel um, by Tilly Walden, who I like, I don't know, when I was younger, I like, read graphic novels like a lot like I would like devour them and like read them immediately um and then Tilly Walden I think is like I don't know I hadn't realized that graphic novels could be on the same level of books until I read like one of her books and like she writes and she illustrates and I like love every single thing that she makes um and this book that I just got last night and just started reading called Clementine and it's I think it was like in partnership with the people who made Walking Dead because it takes place like in the same world as Walking Dead um and totally like unrelated to the characters or that story or anything it's just like zombies and like post-apocalypse life um and of her books this one isn't my favorite she wrote another one called Alone in Space that like I love I love I love um but I don't know I've been thinking about graphic novels just reading this and like how I don't know. I love, like, everything she makes, and this one so far is pretty good. Um, but I don't think we've ever talked about graphic novels on here. If we have, it was a very long time ago. But I was wondering what your thoughts were. Yeah, I I think maybe you mentioned a different one you were reading a long time ago, but I don't know if we opened it up more broadly. Um, I, I am definitely in awe of graphic novels. I don't read a lot of them, but I feel like there's I don't know, been a, a graphic novel renaissance in the past few years, um, where books like, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like manga or more genre fiction, you know, there can be graphic novel, novel literature. Um, I can't say that I've, I've read any like that, but, um, I, I just think it's so incredible to be able to have to do both. Does this author, is she also the illustrator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember when I was in high school, I had a couple of manga series that I really liked, and I, I could be obsessed with them, and it would take so long for it to come out, though, the next book, and then mm-hmm. I would be done with it in, like, 20 minutes, and I yeah. think that left sort of a bad taste in my mouth about a series, but um, I, I think I would really enjoy a, a standalone work like that. Um, so you think I should start with her? Definitely. Um, I never really liked manga either or really ever read them, but her each of her books, it's like 
they are in our world, but like it's slightly off. So, like it's our world, but it's in space, or it's our world of post-apocalypse, or it's our world, but like nobody's around. Where it's just like, it's a, it's honestly a little bit like Piranesi, which I think we both read like last year, where it's like really just all about this one character and then the world that they're existing in. So very rooted in the setting, which I know we both like a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just like, I love her and I love everything that she makes. And so, so far this isn't my favorite that I've read, but I would definitely recommend her work as like a place to start. Is it definitely the same Walking Dead world or just another world that happens to be post-apocalyptic zombies? Because that's an interesting idea, you know, which came first and how that relationship with film um, on the back, it says from the world of Kirkman's The Walking Dead. So it's definitely like in like it's like an agreed upon thing with them. But like other than calling the zombies like the same name, like I don't know. It's not related at all. It just happens to take place in the same world. And like I feel like I don't know. It's like how I've never seen a red Walking Dead, but I do know that like it ends like I think decades after the apocalypse or whatever, the after zombies came to life. And so I think it's that sort of thing where it's like, it's not even like zombie apocalypse. It's like, here is just life existing post-zombies where it's just like, and it's just casual. Like there are zombies and like everyone's just learned how to deal with them sort of. Yeah. That's interesting that you're not noticing a lot of you know, other ways that the story is rooted in that world, because then it, to me, you know, not having read it feels more like a branding play, um, mm. you know, they're making money off of each other, and it gets the book more promotion, I guess, um, do you feel that way in it, or is it satisfying? Um, interesting, I think, I honestly think every book or movie about zombies could exist in the same world, mm-hmm. I think that I don't know, I actually, I was watching, this is kind of a tangent now, but when I was watching The Last of Us, like, when it was coming out over the summer, whenever it was, like, that I think is totally different, and I really liked that, um, and I don't think that could exist in this world, but I think that basically every book or movie about zombies is the same premise, and I think that it could all be the same zombies, and just, like, lots of different characters experiencing the zombies across the world, you know, um, but I don't know. That's an interest. I, like, think it that could totally be true, and I also think it could just be, like, this doesn't seem so far away from her typical style, so I think it could be that it's for marketing and that she just is writing a zombie book and, like, got the sponsorship of The Walking Dead or something like that. Gotcha. So, a natural play. Yeah. 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 Have you read Mouse? Yeah. Yeah. You actually, I think, were the one who first told me about that years ago but it's been kind of more fresh in my brain I haven't read it because in um, I work in education journalism and we've been talking a lot about banned books and covering Mm -hmm. that and um, it's always kind of on that those kinds of lists Um, so that's another area that I'm interested in like especially from your perspective um, probably in New York City, your libraries aren't under fire like they are in, in other parts of the country, but what makes a band a book, it feels like sometimes it's LGBTQ issues, sometimes it's like more sexualized content, um, but that one feels especially wrong 
um, you know, being about Nazi Germany, a time when book banning was also the norm. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that everything about, like, the way my school system works is different to basically any other place. Like, I, there are some things that I've just accepted that I'm now realizing are unique to New York, definitely with the libraries. It's like, there is such deep support for libraries here. Like, I live, like, two blocks from one of the oldest libraries in the city and, like, the first library to have Yiddish books in it. And it's just, like, it's, like, such a part of the neighborhood. Like, I can't imagine. It was, like, closed for renovations over the summer and, like, the whole district was, like, upset about it. Um, But, like, that's not to say that we're not or I'm not aware of everything that's happening. And, like, that definitely feels like a pressing, at least at my school where it's a school that also cares about our school library and like the curriculum and the books that we're reading like that's definitely something that we've talked about um I don't know I think it's ridiculous to ban mouse and any other book on those grounds but um I don't know it's like interesting I wonder how mouse would be treated if it wasn't a graphic novel and if it would like still be banned or trying to be banned if it was just like straight up novel I mean, the lists are getting pretty long. Like, we are covering um, ban lists in a couple of suburban counties outside of Baltimore, and um, the lists get pretty long. They're not banning all of them, but it seems like they're proposing so many things for a lot of different reasons. Um, A Handmaid's Tale was on one of the lists, which um, is another kind of ironic one um, about Mm -hmm. a repressive society. Yeah. but also, like, one of the ones they did end up banning was a book I think you read and told me about, like, uh, The Court of Roses and... Oh, I that. haven't read that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, which I, I know some adults who have read, so I was kind of thinking about reading it um, because I have friends who were telling me about it, and it's on this banned book list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that one is like witchcraft, fantasy, and also sexual content. And but if you start ruling out like fairy stories, right? Yeah, um, you're gonna have a really long list in YA. I actually, I last weekend I went to a model Congress conference with my school, and and it's basically like high schoolers like well propose a bill as if they're like in the senate and then we like debate the bill and one of the people in my group their bill was like unbanned book something like that and then so you have to do con speeches for all of the bills and so these people did a con speech saying like this bill won't work because we don't specify what inappropriate is and we have to add like another bill that says you can ban books if they're deemed inappropriate and like I think I don't know my dad is a first amendment lawyer and so like this is like very like dinner table conversation for me but once you start saying like oh this is quote-unquote inappropriate like who's to define inappropriate and who's to like say where that stops and where that starts and like who is allowed to deem that and it's just like it spirals and spirals and like it's so dangerous to say like even if it is sexual content and technically quote inappropriate I think that that's just like banning that for that reason is too subjective and too I don't know, it could have, like, so many domino effects after it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Do you think that there are any reasons to ban books? I don't... I was actually talking about this with my English teacher the other day, and it was, like, 
Mein Kampf, I know, is banned in Germany, I think, or at least, like, the distribution of it. And it's, like, I don't... I know that that's Germany, not the U.S., and so it's a different situation, but it's, like, I don't even know if that should be banned in the U.S., just because, like, once you start hiding... Not hiding, once you start prohibiting books, even if it is from Hitler's pen, like, that's still... Like, I don't know, who knows what could happen after that, and, like, who knows... It's, like, it's hiding history, I feel like, and it's also... It is so subjective who gets to define what counts as what should be banned, and because of that, it's so easy for people to say something's inappropriate when really they don't like that it's LGBTQ, or they don't like that it's talking about real issues like mouses, or it's, like, showing, like, ugly histories of America, you know? Right, and it's still, like, the pursuit of knowledge, and you can have all kinds of scholarly reasons to want to read that, and, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it feels wrong in a society that values free speech. Yeah, it's, like, if all speech has to be free speech, or else no speech is free speech, I feel like. Yeah, exactly, um, well put, because we talked about in, uh, my, in college, taking journalism communications law um, and how so many of the protections that were afforded as journalists come from white supremacy Mm -hmm. cases. You know, the KKK really expanded free speech um, legally in this country and sometimes would be represented by, um, you know, nonprofits that we think of as uh, more liberal and more open-minded about that kind of thing. Um, so it, I, I think you're exactly right that you have to allow this speech that makes us uncomfortable in order for everybody to have that freedom. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit off track, but I think yeah, this was an interesting no episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, takeaways are... Everyone should read Tilly Walden's graphic novels and all free speech should be protected. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> we'll be back next week on Buck is a Book.